This is Natalia. Hello. I'm Z. Hey, yo. Welcome to the Outlander Droughtlander Fanfiction Forum. The first, the best, and the only podcast dedicated to a very specialized form of literature. Specifically, fanfic by and about the lives of Droughtlanders and their experiences as they wait for the next episode. Or season. Or everybody's favorite television show. Outlander. Natalia, you just came back from Scotland, did you not? I did, Z. After Enrico left and broke my heart, Grandma took me and my cousin Jasmine to experience a magical Droughtlander Outlander reenactment tour package. A magical Droughtlander? Outlander, Outlander reenactment tour package? You said a mouthful. That's what she said. For the record, there is no official tour package per se, but the Scottish Isles are embedded with the supernatural and the macabre nonetheless. Plus, how can anyone go to Scotland without retracing Claire's journey from the first Outlander book? Did you see Stonehenge? Yeah, it was neat and all. However, my favorite part was encountering the stones at Craig Nadoon. <gasps> One of the actual stones. I snuck it past Costa. The stones Claire uses to travel back in time to meet Jamie, her true love? Yep. The stones that were made up by America's greatest author, Diana Gabaldon, for her book? That's what haters want you to believe. But the stones are real, all right. Very real. Very magical. Druids were renowned for creating spells using blood sacrifice. Like virgin sacrifices? You could say. Which reminds me, it's time for travel gifts. Travel gifts! Fun! Here's some official Outlander tea. Did you get that in Scotland? Etsy. But when I saw it, when I, but when I saw it, I sincerely thought of you. Read the title. Lord John Earl Grey Tea. I love it! Mmm, tangy. I also bought some official Scottish replica druid sacrificial knives. Ouch! Sharp! Grandma says they can be used for decoration. Pretty. Or sacrificial blood rituals. <laughs> stab, stab, stab. Oh, scary. Yeah. We are silly. That we are. Can I hold the stone of Craig Nadoon? Surely. Thank you. It's smooth. Holding the stone makes me think, what would I do with magical powers? Personally, I'd, <clears throat> I'd make my life into a living musical where everyone sang their feelings and was kind to each other. Or travel to 1743 Scotland to find a hunk like Jamie of my own, like Claire does, an outlander. <sighs> Natalia, what would you do with the power of the stone? I'd get Enrico to fall in love with me again. You need to stop obsessing about over that lunkhead. I'd literally kill to get you to stop talking about Enrico for five minutes. Or I'd also like to travel to 1743 Scotland to find a hunky Jamie of my own. That's better. Scotland was supposed to help you sort that love craziness about Enrico. In that regard, I came to something of a definite maybe solution. What did you do while I was out and about? Well, I've been under the weather lately, so I curled up on the couch with my kitties, Mr. Orange, Marky Mark, and Kit Kat, and decided to watch season one of Outlander for the fifth time. It's such a good show. It really is. True love trumps all. I admire that Claire is like me, willing to sacrifice anything and everything in pursuit of love. Then, in my reading queue, I'm going to reread all of Lord John Gray stuff. Oh, how I adore Lord John Gray. Ew, if it doesn't have Claire or at least Jamie, I lose interest. Natalia. I do. Such a Claire, Natalia. 
That's our cue. This is the time in our podcast when we read a story from you or myself or a listener for the Outlander Droughtlander fan fiction forum. I love the stories we read. So do I. As a reminder, you can read all of our stories on Wattpad. Just type the Outlander Droughtlander fan fiction forum. This is a story that I wrote while vacationing in the Highlands of Scotland for this very podcast. I know. I want to hear it. I want to share it. But before you do, as all our listeners are well aware, I am continually exploring creativity and writing styles. I'm very stoked about discovering this concept I have never done before. To clarify, something I love but have never adapted to Outlander before. Do you want to know what it is? Very much so. Haiku! Japanese poetry? An Outlander drought founder fan fiction forum haiku. Radical. Bear with me. This is my first try, so I'm embarrassed. <clears throat> Wrapped in mother's pearls, virgin and sassnack melt, Jamie is a man. That is so good. OMG. OMG, really? Really? You should try one. I'm not sure. I've never written haikus. The haiku is easy. Just remember five, seven, five. Five syllables, then seven syllables, then five syllables. Five, seven, five. Okay, here it goes. But remember, I'm making this up on the spot, so wish me luck, okay? Okay. 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 Five, seven, five. Mm. Come back, Enrico. You are mine. I must have you. Blood will pay the price. So? Got um, kind of creepy and scary for a moment there. Whenever you mention Enrico, I am compelled to hurt someone or something. But haikus come so naturally for you. You're a natural poet. Thank you. OMG, oh, I was so scared. I love haikus. You love haikus too? Podcast haikus we do on Droughtlander Forum. Yay! <coughs> Excuse me. Cue music. You sing me a song of a lass that is gone. Sing that last be I. <laughs> the Outlander Droughtlander Fan Fiction Forum proudly presents... For the first time ever... A new fanfic by... Me, Natalia Velasco. Ahem. The mystery of the Scottish Moors. <coughs> I'm so nervous. I don't think I can go through with this. Don't make me stab you with these Jewish knives. Read. But, okay. All right. Chapter one. It was raining. Leah knelt beside the cold gravestone of her lover, Eric Lahart. Good name. <coughs> Have some more tea. It'll help end the cough. The storm rages and rages. But the storm's voracious rage roars as a timid mouse squeak compared to the inner turmoil of Leah's broken heart. Her lover lays dead. Leah remembers that summer when she and Eric first met. It was a sunny day, yet humid, on July 1st, 1992. Leah picked up Diana Gabaldon's new novel, Dragonfly and Amber, from her favorite bookseller. Enraptured by the text, Leah walked across the busy park, drying her eyes upon discovering the death of Claire's first husband, Leah always thought that she'd go mad if her heart's desire were to ever leave her or die. So intoxicated with the circumstances of how and why Claire was back in her present time, Leah almost failed to notice the drunk driver crash into her. Eric shoves Leah out of the way. His strong arms cradle her delicate form as the drunk driver narrowly misses the two. Leah examines his masculine frame like a young, modern Jamie Fraser. She wanted to kiss him. They, so they, they did kiss, very romantically. The first of many kisses. If only she knew the tragic fate that awaited Eric 
then Leah would have kissed him a hundred times more, a thousand times more, a million times more, or at least one time more. The rain, cold and unforgiving, washes away the memory of yesterday. Eric, this tea I'm about to drink is laced with poison. Time to end this honey, this pain, this life. <coughs> I love the sexy voice you use for Leah. Thank you. Gently, Leah situates the rim of the teacup upon her lips, saying one last prayer, readying for the final sip. Wait! exclaims Grammy O'Brien, walking out from behind Eric's gravestone. I know your, your pain, child, for you think your love be lost to Is you. Is Grammy supposed to be Scottish? Yes. But there are means to bring back the dead, if you be willing to pay the price. The price paid with blood and sacrifice. All will be revealed once we reach the moors of Scotland. End chapter one. I love it! Let's have chapter two right now. <coughs> There's no time. Why not? This is our podcast. We can do... <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> See, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, the poison I put in your tea ought to be taking effect now. <coughs> poison? Poison, like in your story? Uh, it was the least painless way for you to pass on that Grandma and I could think of. Hold on to this Tupperware dish for me, please. I don't understand. To get Enrico back, Grandma says, I must soak the stone from Doom and blood from a virgin, virgin's heart. Tupperware's the best way to keep the blood fresh, don't you think? I'll feed my kitties. <laughs> Tonight, I plan to sneak into Enrico's place. Shouldn't be too hard since I still have my copy of his housekeeping. Then I take the stone that will be soaking in your virgin blood from out of the Tupperware and rub the sanguine fluid across Enrico's eyes as he sleeps. As my love awakes, the druid magic kicks in, making Enrico fall in love with the first person sees, which will be me. I hope you understand, Z. I'm doing this all for love. Claire would have done less for Jamie. Where are my knives? Right here. Z, <laughs> why did you stab me? I'm sick. And tired. <laughs> I'm talking about Enrico. I just wanted to Chotlanders know that stones at Cragnadoon only send people other time, not make others fall in love with them. That's our cue. So, so my fellow Chotlanders, it's time to put a do as this appears to be our last outlet, the last the Outlander Chatlander fan fiction forum podcast. I sure would have loved to have heard your haikus. Getting <coughs> getting very sleepy now. So I'm gonna close my eyes for for a little. Don't forget, like, subscribe, and download our episodes. Have a spectacular day. Tells.